0: Hello listeners, Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime Early and Ad-Free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: You are listening to Keep Canada Weird, a weekly weird news roundup by the Nighttime
2: Podcast.
0: Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the weekly Keep Canada Weird discussion series. If you're new here, Keep Canada Weird is the venue in which my pal, handsome Aaron Airport and I seek out and explore the more offbeat Canadian news stories from the past week. In tonight's episode, which we recorded on July 9th of 2023, Aaron and I discussed the social media influencer in Quebec who effed around and found out. We're going to hear unfortunate updates on two past Keep Canada Weird stories, We'll choose sides in the battle being fought between an older man and some local teenagers in Saskatchewan, and then we'll cower in fear at the latest stone to be thrown in the Canadian animal uprising. So let's get into it. Handsome Aaron Airport, and how are you this fine July 9th, 2023,
3: Sunday night? Oh, I'm good, I'm great, I'm fine. I'm wonderful how are you you know I hate to say it
0: usually when someone asks how are you you just say good and move on I'm awful
3: oh Mm -hmm. I'm kind of regretting asking you then no follow it up with why or how (laughs) I'm not a I'm not someone who cares though it was just (laughs) uh, you know
0: here's what happened (laughs) I'm just gonna tell you whether you want to know or not so I went to someone's house for supper tonight an in-laws oh. an in-laws house
3: okay I'm now gonna interject with a guess as to why you're not doing good okay A uh, food poisoning <laughs> no I got attacked by the freaking cat oh really yeah
0: like a, a, a dead like a very serious attack so I was eating supper and this fur ball kind of came at my feet and I looked down and I saw it and it just kind of looked up at me so I kind of bent over a little bit to like, you know, to talk to it and maybe pat it. And it like it meowed a really weird meow that turned into a hiss. Like it was like, meow. And I was ooh. like, I was like, ooh, like, is that just like a weird meow? Or was that a hiss? I don't know. So I just kind of backed up a little bit and it just sat there looking at me. So I reached my hand down to offer to pet its head. And it was most certainly a hiss because before I could even say, what the hell just happened? The cat struck my arm with a I go, wow, yeah. really. Yeah. And you know what the best part is? I filmed the whole thing. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So I got a great video of the cat like I had the camera in my hand as I was reaching down to pet it and yeah. the, ca- the the camera catches the cat swinging at me and hitting me. So now it's just a question of what do I do with the footage? Do I sue the owner? Do I hope it goes uh, viral and I make millions?
3: What you have in your hands right now is videotape evidence of the animal uprising.
0: I thought you were going to say that. And I'm thank God you did, because I was thinking the same thing. And I thought, am I crazy? Does this cat know what I'm up to tonight? Because we got a full card tonight that includes at least two stories that can be directly connected to the animal
3: uprising. Yeah. Do you think this cat knew? Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Because you are a very uh you're not on you're not a man who's on edge and 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 seemingly looking for trouble. Mm-hmm. Most certainly uh, not. So, this cat knew something about you.
0: I think I wear my heart on my sleeve and I also wear the stories I'm covering on my sleeve. And I think that's what it was. I think the well, cat now knew. Now you
3: got this now you got cat scratches on
0: your sleeve too. Oh, as a kind of a Oh, that's a red flag for any future animals I come across.
3: Mm-hmm, yeah, no, it's there. That that cat was marking you, so that mm. when any other animals see you, they know that you know about the animal uprising, and you're mm. trying to expose it and prepare mm. Canadians for mm. it.
0: Oh God. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, that's what's been going on with me. So I apologize if I seem distracted, but I'm going to pull through because we got a job to do here tonight. And our job is to find the stories, share the stories and discuss the stories that will help keep Canada weird for the two of us, as well as our millions of tens of millions of listeners across this great nation. The way we're going to do it tonight is we're going to hear the story of an influencer in Quebec who got exactly what he asked for. We're going to hear about a man versus some teenagers. We're going to have a few updates on past stories. And then, maybe what we just talked about will foreshadow. But we're going to hear about coyotes attacking children in Manitoba. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, where do you want to start with this?
3: Let's start with the influencer. Okay.
0: Uh, are you sitting down? Do you got your seatbelt on?
3: Yeah, yeah. Is... I, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting down. I always sit, you know, to record this podcast. So mm-hmm. because the the stories are always so shocking. Well, I'm glad because this one is shocking. This story.
0: It isn't shocking, it's ridiculous, and it'll make you bang your head off the wall. Uh, You're going to get upset about this, I can predict it. If you had a problem with the DJing dad, Marty McFly, I I fear for your sanity at what you're going to think of the 27-year-old fella in Gatineau, Quebec, who was recently arrested after he allegedly posted videos of fake crimes in an effort to boost his online following. Here's the ridiculous story
2: bizarre case that's unfolded from online influencer Anthony Gagné, also known as Gagné Power, who allegedly fake crimes to gain popularity on the social media platforms. According to Gatineau Police, an investigation began in May after they received a complaint of someone driving around in a truck with free candy written on it. Hey kids, want some candy? Gatineau police alleged their investigation uncovered videos dating back to 2021 and evidence of Gagne simulating crimes in order to get visits from various police departments, including the FBI, and to increase his online popularity. Now, several videos posted to TikTok show his content with the title, Trying to get police at my door. Police say despite visits from officers, the videos continued. Now, Gatineau police executed a search warrant at Gagne's home on July 5th and seized items including three cell phones, a computer, fake blood, a balaclava, and a gas mask. Gagne is now released on bail. His conditions include being prohibited from sharing or publishing content on social media, including TikTok and YouTube.
0: For people who are listening only and can't see our heads, Aaron and I are both shaking our heads. Uh, I love that his punishment is like he's, at this point anyway, he's prevented from publishing videos or posting to social media. I think a lot more people should have that uh, penalty.
3: And that's at this point in time the only penalty that I can tell that he has suffered mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. that. Well, okay, stop. You know, this, these are. This is legit. The, you know it, the irony of this story is that he is posting fake crimes, which is an actual crime. Am I wrong? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and in his series is like trying to get the cops on my, at my door and he's like you know day one day two day three but according to that news report the cops were there several times but he kept making the videos
3: yeah yeah and and oh. how is he not charged right away with some kind of uh public nuisance or something that like mm. gets him officially charged because this guy is a complete loser. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, get mm-hmm. him off the streets. And, mm-hmm. and anyone like him that has similar TikTok accounts where it's just like they're they're just disturbing the public constantly, making up things that aren't real, just trying to get likes and shares and follows and whatever. And and none of this is real. None of it is creative. None of it is good. Mm-hmm. First off, we need some kind of a board uh, you know, the same way that you know film and television does it's like we need some kind of a board to interfere in social media and determine what is quality and what isn't Um, we've been we've been handed the ability to entertain ourselves as Mm. opposed to relying on professionals anymore
0: (laughs) just saying that same thing with the news right like people go on social media to learn what's happening in the world next thing you know we're like protesting about blank insert like every protest
3: Yeah, you see people like there's where we're being our own meteorologists. We're being our own news broadcasters. We're being our own storytellers where it's like before you had to be trained to do that. You had to have experience (laughs) to do that. You had to be good at it to do that. Mm -hmm. Now, anybody with a phone, which is everybody. It's just going to repeat the same nonsense that they see on TikTok and, and YouTube and whatever and just do dumb stuff that mm. ha- that offers no artistic value whatsoever. Mm. And it's so easy to kind of hover over those things on TikTok accidentally and spend just enough time on it to kind of get it going in your For You page. Yeah, it's and a it, real pain when that happens. It's a disaster. And these people are all over the place and they're flooding social media with yeah. nonsense.
0: These kind of people who like their content is is basically just that they have no shame and no respect for other people. You know, it seemed like the police maybe at the beginning gave him a little leash. Like they probably showed up and they're like, you know, are you doing this? Like, stop doing this. This isn't okay. He maybe continued doing it and then they're like, No, you're going down. And they got him. And I I hope I hope they charge him.
3: And some of this stuff is disgusting. Like the free candy bit mm-hmm. that they were doing. Leave kids alone. First off, it makes them look like they're 14 years old. Like this is the kind of crap that 14-year-olds mm-hmm. will come up with. Be like, oh, it'd be so funny. We drove around in advance van and said free candy. It's like, that's not funny. It's not entertaining. It's not interesting.
0: Just to give a sense of their maturity, uh, they were doing the free candy thing, driving a U-Haul, but they put a sign over the word haul to say ho. So the truck says u ho
3: Oh, yeah, that's so funny. Mm -hmm. They
0: also have videos or he or they have videos where they're like wearing a balaclava and kind of going carrying like a hammer or something and just kind of creeping around commercial buildings, I guess. So passerbys would think someone was breaking into the building. I just don't see that as clever and, and it does strike me as illegal.
3: Yeah, it strikes me very much as illegal. Like there has to be a number of of actual laws that that these people are breaking mm-hmm. by doing these fake crimes. Yeah. And, and, co- and again, I don't think they're fake. I think they're committing the crimes. By trying to commit the fake crimes.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of uh, several weeks back. We talked about the trend of uh, the people filming themselves shooting fireworks, fireworks off in the Toronto buses and subways. Uh, This is kind of in line with that. a, A similar version, I guess. There's another story I want to add in here that. I don't know if it's kind of related to this sort of thing, but it kind of seems like it. This, So we just heard about the guy in, in Gatineau, Quebec, who was arrested for these fake crimes. But listen to this story out of Guelph, Ontario. Uh, it, it seems like someone pulled something I'll refer to as the fake money prank. I'm going to read you a bit of a press release here. Police in Guelph, Ontario are looking for a man, they say, threw fake fake cash onto a busy road Tuesday evening. Police say they started getting calls about someone throwing $50 bills into traffic just after 830 p.m. According to police, several people stopped their cars and ran into the street to pick up the money before realizing it was fake. Police say no one was hurt, but but the situation was very unsafe. The fake bills. In, a, in the end, said film prop on each of them, according to one caller. After throwing the money into the traffic, the man reportedly walked away. He's described as white, around 30 years old, and the man was last seen wearing a yellow t-shirt, shorts, and a backpack, and had a large dog with him. Anyone with information on this fake money-throwing man is asked to contact Guelph police. So this uh, th- there's no sign that this was filmed and posted on the internet, but it sure sounds like it could be that sort of thing.
3: Yeah, that when I read it, that was my first thought, too, was that this reeks of some TikTok influencer trying to create content here by throwing this fake money into the streets and having people go and pick it up, and then them laughing and running away like an idiot. Mm-hmm.
0: But he was, he was alone with a dog, which seems weird. Like, when you hear that story, I was expecting it to be like four teenagers, you know, one Filming, three running in circles, laughing and bumping into each other, throwing fake money into the streets. But yeah, it's certainly, that, that could have ended poorly. Um,
3: yeah, it kind it, of sounds like he just maybe stumbled across this prop money somewhere, somehow.
0: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And was like, oh, I was going to throw it into the street. Like, not really a, more of an organic moment in the sense that it's just between him and the people who are picking up the fake money. Mm-hmm. And he's not filming it and he's not posting it to TikTok or YouTube or anything. Yeah. um... But then the fact that what ended up happening was you know it was illegal to do that so then it ended up getting broadcasted as a news story so kind of
0: <laughs> yeah his like it's almost like an inside joke but like an in, like a inside joke prank kind of thing but yeah it became very public if you if you're driving down the street and you see a bunch of bills on the street do you stop and get out
3: a bunch of bills uh five bills five bills that look from my Point of view, legal Canadian currency. Mm
0: -hmm. Like legit bills.
3: Yeah, I get it. It Yeah, Yeah. of course. Why wouldn't I?
0: Busy street, you still do it?
3: (laughs) Well, busy street, it depends on the streets. Okay.
0: Uh, If it
3: was like a, you know, the 401 (laughs) in Toronto, I'm probably not going to. Get out.
0: I'm good. I get out. I tell you what I do is I stop my car. I turn on my hazard lights and I go really, which are like the four way blinkers or whatever, do it mm-hmm. state like emergency. And I would probably go really slow and open my door and re- lean down and grab the bill. I think as I would
3: try that, but if that wasn't going to work, yeah, I'd stop and get out. Well, that would depend on the weather too. So if they were
0: blowing around, if they're
3: blowing around, which they probably are, especially as cars are going by, that's Mm -hmm. creating wind that's, that's, that's going to be sending those bills all over the road. So I don't think your, your cautious plan would work yeah i guess i just gotta risk my life and go for you it. have to risk your life so then you say how much money am i really going to make at the end of this 50 bucks <laughs> 50 bucks you know your life <laughs> other people's lives
0: yeah yeah you're it's i i think in the moment though i'm stopping and i'm finding a way to get out it's gonna happen
3: yeah it also depends on where i'm going at the time mm. am i late for a job interview <laughs>
0: That'd be a great excuse, though.
3: No, the excuse is, is I found some money on the highway, and I got out of my car in the middle of the highway to get it. And I got hit. And they're like, we like your initiative, you're hired.
0: (laughs) I'm Aaron Habel of Generation Y, and with me is Jack Luna of Dark Topic. We'd like to introduce you to Marooned, a new podcast that's sure to capture your attention.
4: Tales of the catastrophically lost are what we have to offer. Hikers swallowed by the woods, explorers discovering nothing but destitution, true crime calamity, oddities of harrowing human experience. It's a museum of misadventure. So pack a lunch.
0: Subscribe to Marooned wherever you find podcasts. We are waiting. Please hurry. Thank you.
5: I'm Samantha Cole, host of the new season of Understood, The Pornhub Empire. Over the course of four episodes, I'll tell you how a horny YouTube knockoff in Canada came to dominate the porn world, only to shatter their cheeky reputation in a massive scandal. The Pornhub Empire is a new season of Understood from the CBC. Available now wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Let's move away from ridiculous pranks and money on the streets. Uh, you want to hear two updates? Of course. Okay. These um, these updates come from a listener named Corey. Corey sent us in a voice memo. Who um, I'm not going to play it because I want to reveal the updates one at a time. And Corey did say a bad word. I just want to be uh, transparent oh, okay. with that. Um, no, they didn't. I just thought that'd be an oh, excuse. Sorry, okay. Corey. Uh, but I just sorry, I- Corey.
3: That's a, that's a nice that ring rings. to it. <laughs>
0: There are two updates to past stories we covered. Um, I think both negative, but one much more negative than the other. You'll see what I mean. Uh, do you recall uh, maybe six weeks ago, we talked about Kristen McDonald, who is a teacher's assistant who moonlights as an OnlyFans creator using the name Ava James?
3: Hmm. I remember very clearly. You subscribed, right? Uh, Well, my anonymous uh, OnlyFans account did, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh,
0: When we last talked about Ava James, she was on Nighttime as well for a full-length interview. Uh, She she was threatened with the possibility of being fired from her position as a teacher's assistant uh, if she doesn't remove all of her social media content and close her adults-only OnlyFans account. Well, here's the update. Spoiler alert, she didn't
4: close any accounts.
0: Here it is. Mm, yeah.
4: Like Intimate images posted online, sparking a public discussion. The images ended up costing 35-year-old Kristen McDonald her day job as a teaching assistant in the Coquitlam School District, I have a concern. the district sending her a termination letter June 16.
5: I did expect it. Uh, there was still a part of me that was hopeful.
4: McDonald has been posting adult content to the internet under the pseudonym of Ava James. The single mother says her salary as an EA doesn't cover her expenses, so she turned to OnlyFans as a side hustle. Her employer, School District 43, caught wind of her online presence and demanded she stop and pull the images down. McDonald refused and went public with her predicament, arguing what she does in her private time is none of her employer's business.
5: Regardless of people's opinions and their, you know, the way they feel, the morality of it all uh, i don't believe i deserve to lose my job
4: according to school district 43 the termination notice was issued based on six reasons the letter says your misconduct in this matter is egregious you have posted content that involves the sexualization of the school environment according to the district it was mcdonald who made the private dispute Public by going to the media, the school board writing, which promoted the connection between your Ava James alias to your identity as a district employee. Employment lawyers say while McDonald may have been the one to make the link with the district, the line between public and private here isn't as clearly defined as people might think.
2: She's not saying I work at the Coquitlam School District isn't that titillating, right? There's no connection between this fictional persona and her job.
4: School District 43 says it won't discuss individual cases. McDonald is filing a grievance of her termination. First of all, are
0: you surprised to hear that they actually went ahead with firing her? A little bit, yeah. I I think so. Uh, It it does surprise me. I didn't think that was going to happen. But then again, she did hold a pretty firm line and they were clear that this isn't okay. Uh, In that news report, we heard there that they listed several reasons for the termination, one being the sexualization of the school environment. And I I think I might know what they mean by that, because there's one picture that's going around in a lot of the articles. And it's a picture of the character Ava James dressed as like a sexy school teacher taking a bite out of an apple. And when I first saw that picture, I thought like, ooh, like that, you know, isn't going to do her any favors. Because like her case, I'm, I'm sure is like Kristen McDonald, the teacher's assistant is different than Ava James, the only fans content creator that's behind a paywall and all this stuff. But I think like anything that connects those two parts of her life, I think does her harm. And the idea of the Ava James character dressed as a sexy teacher seems to be kind of like
3: flirting with the
0: day job
3: a little bit. Yeah. However, that is the sexy school teacher or the sexy like schoolgirl outfit kind of thing is so a uh, basement level uh, pornography for lack of a better term <laughs> yeah so that's like that's that's pornography 101 right that's mm-hmm. that's something that you see that's that's just expected like it's not like i don't think it's something that's so specific to her job in the sense that it, it could just be like well A lot of content creators who aren't teaching assistants do that picture. Yeah. It's like she has pictures in a bikini and she's not a swimmer. Well, maybe she swims, but she's not a lifeguard. (laughs) (laughs) That to me like, is, is just like if I had an OnlyFans page, I would probably have a sexy school teacher outfit picture too.
0: I don't know if it works for a male.
3: Well, uh, it would work if I did it, because I have the body for it. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Um, they
0: also gave uh, one of the reasons for her termination was connecting uh, her personal identity uh, as, a, as a teacher's assistant with Ava James, the content creator, and doing that publicly by going to the media. I wonder, I think I kind of get what they mean by that, but it also kind of seems like they're saying,
3: you went to the media about this, so you... Yeah, see, they, she wouldn't have gone to the media if they didn't threaten her. Yeah,
0: it's almost with like being just...
3: fired because of the content that she creates in her own time under yeah. an alias. I like, think
0: she, she went to the media as a last resort. If anyone's yeah. going to save this situation short of a lawyer in this expensive procedure, it's going to be public attention and public support.
3: Right. Yeah, I find I find all of these reasons complete, you know, bullcrap that, mm-hmm. that they're firing her over and she's not backing down, which is awesome. And I think she should go for the jugular on this one and set an example with these people. Yeah,
0: heck yeah. There's a lot of problems in public schools. What the teacher's assistants do on their free time when they're home at night, behind a paywall that the kids can't see, that's the least of my worries with kids in a public school system.
3: Absolutely. Is she good at her job? Like that's, let us know.
0: Yeah, that's the
3: if she's terrible at her job
0: yeah then yeah maybe this was an excuse for the world maybe we need that context
3: (laughs) maybe we need it but if she's just okay at her job or better then yeah this is we're going to assume she's at least okay at her job because they did not list performance as a reason that they're firing her at least as far as we know yeah um
0: i guess when we covered this story prior we both came down firmly on uh on team ava james slash Krista mcdonald i think we're still on the same team yes okay here's another update and this one is is sad and dark this we're going back a long ways this is probably six months ago we do you remember we talked about a story about a guy um in vancouver bc his name is jerry martin and he had plans of opening a, uh, a site that sold like a dispensary that sold drugs, but not like marijuana. It sold like explicit drugs. Like I believe if memory serves me, it was like going to be like cocaine and you know, uh, like hard drugs. Mm. But his thing was that it was the drugs were tested and safe. And, and I believe he was doing this because he had lost so many friends to dirty, Untested drugs. Uh, the, the when he was planning to open this like, like safe tested, explicit uh, intense drug dispensary, um, police had said it would be illegal, and he was saying, you know, if they arrest me, they're going to have to arrest me. I'm doing it. You remember mm-hmm. that story?
3: Oh yes, yeah, very. Yeah, I remember that one.
0: We have an, a sad update about him. Sadly, Jerry Martin just this past week passed away as a result. a drug overdose i'll play the the news article which will give a bit more background
5: a vancouver man who opened a store selling illicit drugs with the hope of saving lives has died from an overdose according to his partner jerry martin opened canada's first mobile store selling safe supply of cocaine heroin and meth martin's drugs were tested to prevent people from dying from an illicit drug overdose Having lost a brother to toxic drug supply, Martin knew of the dire need to offer this service, according to him. His partner says it wasn't an easy road for him, but he was passionate about the cause. Ultimately, what he cared about was helping other people. You know, I do remember him telling me at one point that if this was the last thing he did before he died, he would be happy. Martin died Friday. Thomas says she hopes other people see the value in what he was trying to do and continue his legacy.
0: Oh, that's a that's an unfortunate update uh, i I think what he was doing although i I don't know if I agree with his his method, but I think there's definitely the need there for some kind of social support in helping people get off of hard drugs in the streets and a part of them safely getting off hard drugs in the streets is having some way to like kind of wean them off of it and that may include a safe supply of you know the illicit drugs that they're addicted to so i kind of in hearing what he was doing and what he planned to do from the beginning i kind of thought like i don't know about it but i can understand you know the need for that sort of thing i just i think we both questioned whether or not he was the right person to be in charge of that and you know with this update i guess it's going to make it his legacy um know what he tried to do and you know what he stood for in the end i guess it's a sad update
3: it is sad um i'd be curious to know a bit more about what he overdosed on and like more about where he got it like was he you know Mm. what i mean like because he was really advocating for safe supply uh so that people wouldn't you know OD on, on harder drugs. Mm-hmm. And then to hear that he ended up overdosing, I just kind of wonder like, yeah. Like what, what, like, where did he
0: have to go to get?
3: Yeah. Uh, and yeah. if he had a safe supply to go to, would this have happened? Yeah. Inter- interesting point. Uh, well, I, it,
0: doesn't make me happy to share updates about uh, past subjects of our stories uh, passing away, but I wanted to share that I had not seen that news in the news. It was th- it was thanks to a listener named Corey who made me hip to that update.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I want to ask a question. A lot of people are listening and not watching, but. We got to watch the news footage. Why mm. is him texting the only stock footage that they have of this guy?
0: Yeah, it is true. When you watch the news articles about about him, Jerry Martin, it's just they film him ravenously texting.
3: Yeah, he's texting <laughs> at a very fast pace. I remember that from the original mm-hmm. uh, broadcast of that story when he wanted to open the store. It was a lot of footage of him standing in front of the store texting. It's like, did they not feel him doing anything else? Like, is that all they have of this guy? Yeah, that is sad.
0: It's time to move on to another section of stories. We, we have two here in, I'm just going to say it right off the bat. These two clumps of stories terrify me. We've talked about the animal uprising I've experienced it firsthand this morning, quite literally firsthand because I got scratched specifically in the hand by an animal. We've covered many stories that make a clear case of with irrefutable evidence that the animals are rising up against the human race. Uh, but there's another s- story and another kind of trend I see, and maybe it's just me, but yeah, I'm scared of animals. But I'm also scared of teenagers. I think they're nuts and they're unpredictable. They can do anything and they have oh. no remorse, no mm-hmm. shame, no empathy, no respect for older people.
3: I agree a hundred percent. If I'm walking uh,
0: down the street and there's oh this, yeah, <laughs> and there's this guy walking towards me and he has an axe in his hand and a belaklove on, and he's like 45. And then on the other side of the street, there's like twelve teenagers, and they're all smoking and on their phones and talking loud and talking loud. What side of the street would you go down?
3: Oh, the dude with the axe for sure, hundred percent. He's probably working on a like the woods or something, like chopping. Oh, stuff. I could think of a number of reasons why he want to wear a mask and carry an axe, and and most of them is not murder. Right? <laughs> teenagers are downright terrifying, and if you.
0: They have nothing to lose and no respect for anybody. And that's why if a teenager does something wrong, you really need to think twice before opening your mouth because they'll come and get you.
3: Yeah, you have more of a chance of getting in trouble by being attacked by teenagers than the teenagers do.
0: Exactly. (laughs) So that's why this next story I think is, is scary because we get a bird's eye view of the social cultural war being waged by teenagers against people who are not teenagers any longer. Uh, This story we'll call a Saskatchewan man versus some teenagers. It involves a Prince Albert man who found himself in an increasingly severe battle with a group of very nasty teenagers.
5: What started with a youth throwing this cup escalated into violent threats.
4: I never thought it was going to turn into this in my wildest dreams. Never thought it.
5: The man, who chooses to remain anonymous, says he asked the youth to pick up his garbage. Hey, don't you come back and pick up your garbage? He says when he went back inside, the youth started screaming at him. Shortly after, he says he and his wife were on their way to an appointment when he ran into the youth again.
4: He went around to, the, to my wife's side of the, of the vehicle and he spit on her. And she said, he spit on me.
5: The man says he threatened to put the youth under citizen's arrest. And then he says the youth ran home while he called the police. Oh, spit on here. Later that evening, the man noticed debris on his yard. After reviewing video surveillance, he saw the same youth throwing garbage on his property and then later returning to do more damage.
4: And then the kid in the white shirt pulled the knife and held down beside the tire in my wife's van and you can see him. He stabbed it three times like that.
5: The man says he went to the youth's home where he was threatened.
4: He's told me that his grandmother has a 422 and she'll use it on me.
5: After looking up the gun, the man said he believes it's a credible threat and says he now fears for his safety. Yeah, yes.
4: I'm truly worried that they are gonna come back and do something even more horrible than they did.
5: He says he hasn't been able to sleep and is keeping a close watch. Prince Albert police say officers responded to the man's home on June 26th, but the man says he has not filed a police report and doesn't plan to. PA police are, however, looking into a string of recent tire slashings in the area.
0: I don't know where to start with that one, but let's uh, let start. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, I've got a place to start, but okay. you go well, ahead. I was going to say, he. it ends with he doesn't file a police report. He's so yeah.
0: scared, and there's all these things. He has video, but then he
3: goes and... to the then he goes to the media, though. Like, what? <laughs> what is happening here? Yeah, it's I like I don't a... understand his response at all. No, he. uh
0: It is pretty strange. Where do you? So that's where I wanted to start. Where do you want to start with this story?
3: Okay, I put a lot of the blame on this old man. Hey,
0: kid, you want to pick up that garbage like that? Hey,
3: you want to pick up that trash or what? You know, like it just. He's got some attitude behind him towards like teenagers you have to understand teenagers are going to be teenagers right just pick up the bottle and save everyone trouble sir. just pick your battles man <laughs> yeah pick, pick your battles your battles and you know what if you're going to if you're going to say something have a more have a more respectful tone even though they're littering in front they don't listen to reason but if you said hey I've, you know, I I have back problems and I I can, can you pick that up for me? Like, sorry, guys, I hate to bother you. Like anything like, and I know that's a bending to the will uh, of these teenagers, but there's nothing you can do about them. You can't (laughs) beat them up. You'll be charged.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, well, he was considering, or he at least threatened to do a citizen's arrest. I think that like there was no reason for him to go there. When they spit no, on his wife. That's not gonna get you anywhere. Like no, you're not no. gonna take that seriously. <laughs> no, of like course. you're gonna get punched in the face by a teenager.
3: Yeah, and you can't do anything back. There's right. nothing back you can do. And anything you do uh in response to this is just gonna rile them up even more. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he said something about the bottle. We have no footage of when he left Mm -hmm. to go to the appointment with his wife. I would bet my life those
0: I bet my life those teenagers have a different story of what happened. I don't think he just happened upon them and they end up on his wife's side of the car with, you know, I don't believe his side of that story.
3: Oh, no, I think I don't think they were just like casually maybe they were going to the appointment um but i don't think that they, they casually bumped into them they were they were leaving the house he sees them out he goes to them probably said something outrageous to them and then they're like i'm gonna spit on your wife <laughs> which isn't cool like i don't know neither no. of us uh agree
0: with that what they did but it's what i would expect a teenager who just littered on your street and for people who haven't seen this news clip, the teenagers, they're also not just walking down the street. One is pushing a lawnmower and one has a bike. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like this ragtag group of teenagers and one of them. I think it's the one who's pushing the lawnmower. He just kind of just chucks an empty pop bottle on the curb, like in front of this man's house. And right away, the man, you know, yells over to him. Uh, it it and it, it starts and ends yeah. exactly how I expected. I just think it's shocking that he threatened them with citizens arrest. It's shocking that he went to their house. They said my grandmother has a you know whatever gun. In determining if that's a threat, he goes home and he googles that mm. gun. And what does he google? Like, oh yeah, that could kill me. That now gun I'm
3: exists. With- yeah, like <laughs> what does that prove? Like, and that's that's a that's an issue with the with the media coverage of this too like why include that in the story that he and then i went home and i googled that gun and now i called the media to come and do a story about it yeah but i'm not pressing charges yeah and i'm not pressing charges like shouldn't the shouldn't the news broadcasters have been like i don't know if there's a story here
0: (laughs) (laughs) i also like throughout the whole news clip they have his face like blurred out because he's he wants to protect his identity from these teenagers the teenagers know where he lives like, yeah they know so
3: what's th- the point point? <laughs> and he's a big man you can tell he's got a big white beard like you can <laughs> tell he's santa claus so like everyone knows santa claus lives in the north pole man
0: Mm-mm. he's in prince albert and he's pissed
3: yeah but that's the thing is you can tell who this guy is you know and, and and they show the the video his his like nest video footage of 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 his driveway his property like everybody watching this news story who lives in that area knows exactly who that is <laughs> you can hear his voice you can hear his actual voice in it like and yeah. you can tell he's got a distinctive voice like a big booming bearded old man voice like Mm -hmm. everyone knows who that is none of this makes sense none of it makes sense
0: let's just move on but before we do i i have a healthy fear of teenagers as does aaron this story only supports that and justifies our fear if anyone listening is afraid of teenagers we'd love to hear why You came to be afraid of teenagers. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. And I'd love to hear of any encounters you had with dangerous teenagers. Send us a voice memo. We'd love to hear about that. Mm -hmm. But I would like to say we're going from packs of wild teenagers to something lighter and um, more easily digestible. But no, we're going out of the pan and into the fire. The animal uprising has just reached... The next level in severity, coyotes around Winnipeg are attacking humans, but not any humans they are attacking our most vulnerable. They're attacking children. Listen to what's going on.
1: People in and around Winnipeg's outskirts are on high alert after two coyote attacks in one week. On Friday evening, a four-year-old was attacked in North Kildonan. It was blocks away from where a nine-year-old boy was attacked six days earlier.
3: Like These two situations that's happened now with the attacks on, on children with the coyotes, that's
4: the worst we've ever heard.
1: City Councillor Jeff Berwady says his thoughts are with the victims and families.
4: I can see why kids want to run. That'd be my first instinct too. Like, you know,
2: it's, they're intimidating. But since all the sightings
1: recently, I've started carrying a personal alarm with me. Residents say they're cautious but not afraid of coyotes. Uh, the one time where there was three came out of the bush, I was on pegasus, and they came out and they just sort of sat there and it was very unnerving. Jerry Walqueen Queen says his son's school has been alerting students and parents about sightings since the first attack. Watch out for coyotes always announces
3: that yeah so it's, it's obviously much higher alert now around the students and the children
1: james hare a professor of human and wildlife interaction says he often sees coyotes and other wild animals out in his charleswood neighborhood he says driving coyotes out of the city is unlikely
3: once animals experience humans over and over again they tend to habituate to humans they lose that fear of humans and and when that happens We have trouble.
1: Hare recommends being aware of your surroundings, stay away from coyotes, and if they are close, to make yourself large and noisy. This year, more so than any other year, I've already probably had four or five sightings of coyotes when I'm out in the trail. Coyote attacks fall under the province's responsibilities, but Burwati says he's speaking with both the province and the area's MLA to see what can be done to make the neighborhood safer.
0: What can be done? What can be done? I think it's quite obvious. We need bigger fences around our cities. We need not human and wildlife interaction experts. We need delegates to contact animals on behalf of humans. We need to open the gates of the zoos and we need to open the cages. That's a start. Is this, if to you, is this as clear of an animal uprising initiative as it is to me?
3: it clearly is um and the the thing to do is is just hope for the best because the animals are coming they're they're coming to take over what we think is ours but it's not ours it's theirs and they're coming for it and right now it's happening in 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 small little pockets but soon it'll be a tsunami of animals completely engulfing our cities and towns and there's nothing we can do to stop it i've submitted from day one to the animal overlords uh it's too late for the rest of you i will be spared however the rest of you will not um i think they also i'm a hairy guy so i think they might confuse Mm. me for one of them (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's my strategy
0: that's a weird gorilla um the the, the man
3: has patches of hair
0: (laughs) the um the man in that art one of the men in that news clip was referred to as a human and wildlife interaction expert do you think there's any need for us uh, like we have such strong opinions we've been doing so much work studying and uncovering the animal uprising should we call in assistance with someone like that or do you think we probably got this
3: uh, well, we are the go-to experts on the animal yeah. uprising. I'm surprised we weren't contacted by the local authorities when this happened. Uh, eh? When this happened, for us to come in and inspect and do an investigation—that's mm, a good point. Yeah, he's probably trying to get a hold of us, actually. So yeah, they probably just didn't have our phone numbers. So let's officially offer our services. Yeah, uh, to any one in canada who's having issues with wildlife jordan Mm -hmm. and i will come to your property do an inspection and tell you the same answer every single time there's nothing you can do and you're done
0: you're done (laughs) nice knowing you yeah that's basically it uh
3: there there are
0: humans though who are trying to win favor with the animals perhaps they don't think they're done perhaps they still have some hope turn things around Uh, we heard norm from vegas last week he was trying to give some advice on how the cows could maybe breathe fire and kill people um that we don't think that is going to work but i have a story of another man in london ontario who seemed to have take um an unorthodox approach to winning favor with animals listen to this this was another news piece that was just released last week a press release from the london ontario police they say a London, Ontario man has been charged by police after he allegedly broke into the Humane Society and opened several cages. Officers were called to the Clark Road facility just before 7.30 a.m. this past Wednesday morning. Police say the suspect damaged some property opened and opened several cages, releasing dogs into the building. The man was arrested and charged with break-and-enter with intent and possession of break-and-instruments. All the released animals were located and returned to their cages. So this guy's going to have to answer to a human judge.
3: I wonder if this was Norm from Vegas. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking.
0: Because, yeah, this happened Wednesday morning. It was Sunday that we... No, it was last Saturday Mm. that we heard from Norm. So, yeah, I think Norm probably got the first flight out of Vegas and in London, Ontario. And he's just like, what do I do? I got to help an animal. Yeah,
3: yeah. (laughs) So, Yeah. yeah, it's... I mean, this is a... this sometimes the animal, a lot of times there's just various reasons why the animals are in these shelters. So it's not Um, something I'd in the real world recommend anybody does. Yeah. um, I'm positive
0: that if it isn't norm, I'm sure it was in nighttime in a keep Canada weird listener. I don't support that kind of vigilante justice. I think our beds are made. I think any, anything we could do now to prevent what's happening from happening.
3: mm, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, you know, these animals could be injured. They could be, yeah. there could be a number of of different reasons, sick. Yeah, there could be a number of different reasons that they're there.
0: Maybe if anyone wants to win favor with animals, maybe they could volunteer at a shelter.
3: Volunteer at a shelter is a great idea. Or adopt an animal. Adopt one. Mm
0: -hmm. Adopt it not to be your pet. Adopt it to come rule your household for you.
3: Yeah, yeah, this is my master. His name is Fido, and yeah, why not?
0: Yeah, that's what you can do. Don't release them, yeah. And
3: then that way, when the animals come to your house- and Fido like, maybe oh, like, oh, he works already, for me. Yeah, yeah, this guy's already a slave to this dog, so. <laughs> we don't need to eat him. Well, let's eat him anyway. <laughs> We're hungry.
0: Um, Man, this has been a whirlwind. We covered a lot of bases tonight
3: animal yeah. uprising
0: teenagers idiots on the internet fake money is this has this been a weird week do you think we did it
3: i think we did it we exposed the weirdness and now we'll let it fester in the universe
0: um i want to be clear i've already called out for this but if anyone out there has a reason a specific reason they fear teenagers so much as i do let us know i want to hear, i i'd like to hear some uh, teenager stories i think that's mm-hmm. something that i think that's the next big story that keep canada weird can blow open
3: yeah there's a there could be a teenager uprising well and perhaps we're seeing the early days of it and we'll keep you posted it's if it's we it's learn different more.
0: it's different it's an animal uprising because they're changing their position in society The teenagers, it's not so much an uprising; it's more just like a resistance. Like they're not listening to us adults. It's not like they're uprising. It's not like an uprising. It's just like a uh, a plague of disobedience.
3: Yeah, they need to be grounded. Yeah, grounded. Yeah, and or put in the corner. Let's Mm. bring that back. You know, Mm. you got put in the corner. You have to stare at the corner for an undetermined amount of time. Yeah,
0: until they know how to. Treat like 40-ish year olds. Like, I don't want my host egged. I don't want anyone yelling at me.
3: Listen, I've I've respected the teenagers and their powers ever since I was a teenager. I've feared teenagers. Okay. Um, so I think I, I hope that they will show mercy on me. Uh, well,
0: we gotta wrap this up. We've gone on long enough. We've proved our point. Weird country horrible teenagers and animals that are about to continue their takeover of this uh, country and we don't need to go on any further let's wrap this up aaron until next time jordan until
3: next time uh, don't be a fool on TikTok. ah yeah well sometimes you pity the fools mr t uh but are you
0: pitying the foolish teenagers or the people who sh- shout out them
3: anybody It's just uh, timeless. Anybody who's a fool gets pitied.
0: I want to thank you for joining Aaron and I for this Keep Canada Weird discussion. But let us call out to you for even greater support in our mission. If something weird happens in your neck of the woods, make sure you let us know. We'd love to hear about it and report on it in an upcoming episode. As well, if you want to weigh in on any of the topics we've discussed in this episode, we want to hear that too. You can send us a voice memo via nighttimepodcast.com slash contact. We hope to hear from you. Now, I'm going to start wrapping up this episode, but before we part, let me give some thanks. First, a thanks to Aaron for sharing another evening with me and with you, the listeners of Nighttime a shout out to the internet's favorite cult leader unicol who provides this series intro and outro voiceovers and lastly but most importantly i have a massive thank you to each and every one of you who are listening to this show without your interest and your support this would all be as pointless as it would be impossible now on the topic of support let me thank the newest subscribers to the nighttime podcast premium feed hope julie and june thank you for going premium and for anyone else who'd like to support the show, you can help us out in a variety of ways. First of all, a premium feed subscription costs only a couple dollars a month and both funds the creation of the show while giving you the episodes two days early, giving them to you ad-free, and giving you access to a full back catalog of episodes. If that sounds good, you can go premium right now at patreon.com slash nighttime And if you don't want to go premium, you can still help out the show by sharing this episode on social media and letting your like-minded friends know what we're doing here. If anyone listening has any story ideas or wants to give feedback on the show or, again, submit a question or comment or opinion to be aired and responded to in an upcoming episode, you can do all that and more at nighttimepodcast.com. We hope to hear from you. But until then, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, let me know if you see anything weird.
5: Keep Canada Weird is written, hosted, and
2: produced by the Nighttime Podcast.
4: For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does.